1: Hide your kids. kids, lock the doors. You're listening to HR's most dangerous podcast. Chad Sowash and Joel Cheeseman are here to punch the recruiting industry right where it hurts. Complete with breaking news, rash opinion, and loads of snark. Buckle up, boys and girls. It's time for the Chad and Cheese podcast.
2: Oh, yeah. Taylor is back. Brittany is free. Paris is hitched. And Adele has a new album. I'm as happy as a little girl. Hi, kids. It's your favorite cowboys. You're listening to the Chad and Cheese podcast. This is your co host, Joel Oops. I did it again, Cheeseman. And this is Chad, king of all media. So, wash on this week's show is indeed killing the resume. Is the truck driver shortage a big lie? And dating app bundle swipes right on the metaverse. Oh, yeah. And Tiger King is back, kids. Oh, God. Woo-hoo. We did. Dude, wrap
1: it up. I'm a little hungry. Imagine that. Uh, okay, listener, get ready to use today's tech to drive efficiencies and productivity. Visit textkernel.com. That's T-E-X-T-K-E-R-N-E-L.com. Mmm, nachos. <laughs> What's up, Chad? Well, i just like to say that uh, it feels good being the uh, king of all media. <laughs> Which
2: leads you into your first shout out, I assume.
1: Yeah. So, okay, listeners, we, we received a really cool message from an industry leader this week. And the subject was, I've converted. And it goes a little something like this. I've been a long time Howard Stern listener. As long as I can remember, my car rides were filled with Stern. I'm going back to the office now a few days a week. And for the last month, I can say the only quote unquote talk component of my drive has been your show i think that means i've officially converted away from the king of all media to the chad and cheese show keep up the great work well we appreciate it that big where's our big applause at I oh your yeah, big you...
2: applause i kept i kept going into lake <laughs> like, i kind of faded into kck some land there for a second remember the the letters you used to write from yeah. listeners yeah This one comes from a listener out in Toledo, Ohio. Casey, when I first started dating Melissa. Anyway, uh, yeah, shout out for that. That's great. King of all media. Uh, Shout out for me to, to Ben Herman. Yes. Former uh, founder of canvas. The uh, I don't know, the the three week stint of like drama on our show of what the hell happened at canvas. Yeah. Well, he's been gone for a while now. He is now the founding partner at Ken Ventures. So uh, any startups out there need some money. Give Ben a call. He's apparently got some money to venture.
1: Big shout out to Philip Martino over at Factory Fix. I've never heard of this. Uh, it, it's, it's a manufacturing employment platform. Uh, so we got to check that out. Factory Fix. Yeah. Uh, and Jared Donner over at sponsor and friend of the show, Jobvite. Gents, mm-hmm. keep listening. Get your peers listening, your family listening, everyone you know listening, uh, and they can find us wherever they listen to podcasts.
2: Yeah, I've, I've had a few Factory Fix folks connect with me on LinkedIn, so it sounds like we have a, yes. a new batch of fans there at Factory Fix, so shout out to the entire company. Dig it. Shout out for me to Troy Palomalu. I'm sneaking oh. in some NFL shout outs. Uh, he great hair. He does have great hair, and uh, he apparently did a little a deal with Fiverr uh, last week. If you if you were going to Fiverr, and maybe some of you were, he was out there doing doing some gigs. He was doing tattoos <laughs> on himself. He was doing voiceovers, all kinds of good stuff. So uh, you know the the, the the sports athlete endorsement remains strong in uh, in our industry. Shout out to Troy Polamalu, Hall of Famer
1: Troy. Very Palamalu. nice. Very nice. Well, I've been busy lately, and I'd like to shout out to Prez Barrent and the crew over at Talent Alpha for having me join them on their Human Cloud webinar discussion today. It was pretty awesome. We had Barry Matthews, who's the CEO of Open Assembly. Uh, he was over in London. Prez is in Krakow, and here I was in good old Columbus, Indiana, talking about a more open definition for work in systems and how we're actually going to make something like that happen. So if you want to check it out, it was an awesome discussion. You can check it out at talent-alpha.com. We're going to need a
2: whole new section for your webinar appearances. That (laughs) seems to be a weekly, weekly, (laughs) weekly thing. Uh, Shout out to Brian Chaney. I know we give uh, Indeed a lot of grief on the show, but uh, they have some good people working there. Brian is one of the more well-known. He is leaving the company after six years of being their global employment brand guy. Uh, No word on his next steps, although he did say in a LinkedIn post that he will still be trying to get people jobs, just not with Indeed.com. Brian, good luck to you and shout out.
1: No uh, reflection on Brian, but how often have we heard that in the last like five plus years of individuals who are like inside the Trump administration. Yeah. Oh yeah. He's in there, but he's a good guy. It's, you know, it's kind of like the, the evil empire. That's, I, I don't get it. Anyway, sh- <laughs> shout out, shout out to Madeline Lorano for inviting me to the high volume hiring webinar discussion yesterday. That's right, the hits just Another keep webinar. on rolling, kids. Yep. <laughs> Thanks to uh, the the Fountain team for pulling it all together. The world of work is changing at warp speed. Uh, systems, processes, regulations—I mean, all that shit. Hopefully, will follow quickly because the, the Great Awakening is happening, and we'll be talking about it on the pod today. If you want to check out the recording, go to get.fountain.com.
2: And speaking of light speed, Chad, uh, our buddies at Paradox this week were named the fastest growing company in HR tech yeah, in that's a the big 2021 Deloitte Technology Fast 500, yeah. and they're also the fastest growing company in the great state of Arizona. So, to all of our friends out at Paradox. Congratulations and shout out to you! In addition to that, Chad, we got some free shit. Oh, you know, you know how we do. Uh, We do shirts by emissary. Yes. And by the way, I went to our buddies at Emissary and I said, "Guys, we're we're a little bit short of shirts. (laughs) It's the holiday season. Can we do another batch of Chad and Cheese t-shirts?" And they they gladly said yes. So Excellent. shout out to, to Ewan, Ewan, Ewan and the, uh, the emissary crowd. I'll be sending out shirts during the holidays. And we got some free time uh, f- next week, which I think we'll talk about in a second. But, uh, yeah, some free shirts are going back out. But if you if you don't have your free shirts, you need to go to chadcheese.com slash free. Uh, we have our beer drop winner uh, this past month sponsored by Pillar. That's Jeanette Leeds. A lot of listeners will know her from uh, an interview I think we did at HR Tech a few years ago. Yep. And we do whiskey uh sponsored by by Sovereign and Chad, you remember the the free pappy sponsorship promo that we did last year with with Sovereign. Everyone remembers that. that yeah, I remember
1: it cuz I didn't get a fucking bottle. That yeah. that's what I remember.
2: Yeah, we got <laughs> jack shit. Uh but This year, Mm -hmm. I'm going to give you a little hint as to to who our sponsor is and what we're giving away.
0: Welcome to all things Scottish. Our slogan is, if it's no Scottish, it's crap!
2: That's right. Our friends at Candidate ID, Adam Gordon. Yes. he's He's getting a little sick of so much bourbon talk and this American shit when his brown water is the original, the OG. It's been around longer than we've been a country. So he's like, guys, Let's do some scotch this holiday season, and we are obliging him. Coming soon, free scotch. We'll share it via email, everyone, our listeners, but we're real excited to uh, have some peated good good stuff this year uh, in the form of scotch. And yep. Big thanks to Candidate ID, Adam, and family for uh, sponsoring that giveaway. Again, kids, chatcheese.com backslash free for a lot of our free shit.
1: Three winners this year, and I want Europe to know you guys are in this. G- get in the free. Get oh, all yes. in the free. There's there's a good opportunity here. Uh, do we have birthdays? That's a question. We do have birthdays. Okay. We got, we, we got some heavy-hitting
2: birthdays, actually. I've got one for you, too. Happy I can't birthday. wait. All right. All right. Uh, let's start with Quincy Valencia, oh. a super friend of the show. Uh, she celebrates a birthday uh, coming up. Jen Levine Riley. Happy birthday. Katrina Polanski, Tracy Harmon and Jennifer Sheridan, fans of the show. Wow And industry icons, Tony Lee, Matt Charney, and Kevin Wheeler all celebrate birthdays this week. Happy so birthday. guys and gals. very nice. Another trip around the sun. Happy birthday to those folks.
1: And just for all of you out there who remember, uh, License to Ill by the Beastie Boys actually dropped, turns 35, (laughs) November 15th.
2: And your favorite song from
1: that album is? Paul Revere.
2: Okay. Okay. I'm gonna go uh, brass monkey on that one. That's probably <laughs> that
1: funky monkey.
2: I would. I might have said girls, but I might get canceled <laughs> if I say two at a time. I want girls uh, with girls. new wave. With new wave hairdos. I want girls. Uh, we also have a fantasy football update, Chad. We oh, can't uh, leave the week without that. And Let's skip uh, it. yeah, this is the highlight for you. <laughs> All right. Here's our here's our fantasy football leaderboard sponsored by Poach.ai. In the number one spot to the end, we have number one, Jason Momoa Putnam. Number <laughs> one there. We got Q-Dog, Quincy Valencia, making He's her charming. second uh, second uh, mention in the show. Number three is your boy Cheese. That's the guy talking the uh, leaderboard right now. Benjamin Button Kuntz, Christy Crescent Moon, Chris Hemsworth Russell, Michael Jordan Cox, Pete Townsend Suchi, Bill and Ted Fanning, And last but not least... (laughs) Fuck.
3: (laughs) <laughs>
1: Chad. Dude, Michael Cox tried <laughs> losing last week. He tried. He had he had Chubb in. Chubb was out because of COVID, right? So, I mean, yep. it was like it, it should have been mine. But this, for some reason, this Chad and Cheese football season, I've been kicked in the nuts so many times. Yeah, thanks, Michael. Thanks yeah. for the uh, kick in the nuts, man.
2: Yeah, yeah. Matt Stafford uh, decided to have the worst game of the year in my matchup with Ben Kuntz that's, uh, <laughs> uh deep-sixed me and my Ouch. chances of of beating him. But anyway, I'm having fun playing some fantasy football. And if you didn't uh if you haven't listened yet, make sure you check out Mr. ATS this week on the podcast and speaking of sad trombone sounds. We got news out of Europe today, Chad. No Euro trip for you or at least no conference. Fuck. Thanks to COVID. Our trip to Europe, or at least mine, uh, has been canceled. Uh, you are still going, and you might, there's some silver lining to yours. Uh, you'll be in Paris instead of uh, Belgium. But anyway, uh, for those that were excited to see us in Europe, for those who were uh, going to the conference, it is going to be rescheduled. We don't have that date yet. But needless to say, I will be in the great US of A celebrating one of our great holidays, Thanksgiving eating, watching football, and napping while you're in Paris. <laughs>
1: you're you're going to be in hog heaven. Let's just put it that way. You're going to be in a recliner watching NFL football, eating a drumstick, turkey drumstick, turkey leg. Uh, you're going to be fine. You're going to be fine.
2: And I'm going to get a refund on my ticket, I think.
0: Topics!
2: All right. It was a busy week this week. So close to Thanksgiving. All right. Let's talk earnings from Recruit Holdings, one of the world's largest staffing firms, reported revenue rose 23.2% in its fiscal second quarter ending September 30th. Revenue in its, quote, HR technology, end quote, segment, which includes our buddies at Indeed and Glassdoor rose a whopping 107.3% year-over-year in the second quarter. As measured in U.S. dollars, the increase was 100.1%. The company said, quote, The limited supply of job seekers looking for work combined with significant hiring demand continued to increase competition for talent on Indeed and Glassdoor, and that competition was a significant driver of growth in Q2. Stop me if you've heard this one before. Also out of Recruit Holdings, they say it's uh, time to ditch the resume. Uh, Recruit Holdings says it has a solution to the labor shortage. Get rid of the damn resumes. CEO Hisayaku Diko Idikoba said, quote, the hiring process is still resumes, sending resumes, checking resumes, end quote. Uh, He added, this is a great opportunity for us to move forward from old school incumbent resume profile culture to asking, what can you do, end quote. Instead, Recruit suggests posing questions and assessment tests to job seekers to see if they know how to navigate the specific tasks the job will require. And added, there are a huge amount of people who can't write resumes or don't have the skills to fill one out. Chad, Recruit gave us a lot to talk about this week what were your takeaways?
1: I wonder how much revenue they would have pulled in if they hadn't started suffocating Glassdoor, uh, what, about a, a year or two ago, right? <laughs> if they actually had products to sell over at Glassdoor, uh-huh. I, they, they, they they could have actually pushed more revenue, I believe. Uh, when it comes to this this uh, killing the resume thing, um, yeah, there's no question. We need to get to a skills-based Uh, Type of a system, Uh, you know, he he actually said, quote, hiring processes need to adapt to the times. Yeah, no kidding. But you took a search engine and regressed it back into a 1990s job board.
3: Oh, hell no.
1: Yeah, he's he's
2: he's back to the future to job board land talking about ditching the resume.
1: Well, then he goes into state the obvious, uh, a degree for a job in restaurants no shit job (laughs) descriptions for restaurants that haven't been updated for 20 years yet. No shit. I mean, is that the best you got? We all know this, but what this all came down to for him really Mm -hmm. was it it seemed like a paid ad to be able to talk about the new indeed elixir, you know, pose questions in our interview system. (laughs) Chat-based hiring process for drivers. Yeah. Seriously, this dude is nothing more than an overpaid carnival barker.
2: Dude, killing killing the resume has gotten headlines for fifteen years. Give so, me a yeah, fucking break, he's dude. He's just uh, recycling recycling a classic. So yeah, the company is printing has a printing machine yeah. and it just prints money. Baby, life is good there, and it's going to be good for the foreseeable future. Uh, 10 years from now probably not so much but hey for the next 12 months uh, it's boats and hose, baby uh, secondly like I said the resume is dead narrative has been around for a long time uh, you and I remember visual CV do you remember those guys <laughs> they were gonna kill the resume back in 2006 or so <laughs> yeah. yes yeah yes. no uh, you know for white-collar jobs the CV isn't going anywhere parsing and analyze, analyzing and the technology around resumes and how they're you know how they're chopped up and 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 understood will evolve schools are going to keep teaching resume writing for frontline workers. However, you know, did they really have a resume to begin with? I know I sure didn't when I was working frontline shit back in, back in the eighties and nineties. Uh, I remember filling out an application, which was kind of like a resume and turning it into the store manager. Uh, that's still the case now, except it's an online application Mm -hmm. Uh, and maybe there are some screening questions and some shit there. But I mean, Resume or application, not much has changed and I don't think Indeed is going to change that anyway. I think the bigger threat to the resume is the gig economy uh, where people perform jobs on contract, they get reviews, they get stars, you know, they get badges and whatever else. I mean, that's going to be much more impactful than... You know, the the Indeed style pre-screening questions and anything that they're going to be dropping over the next few years.
1: Everything he talked about was old shit. It's at least 10 years old. And now that Indeed's doing it, it's like, oh, this is this is a warp speed. Good. No big fucking deal. I was on, again, two webinars this week that was talking about different systems that will engage and get individuals into jobs tomorrow. I don't know. They're going to continue to make money because talent acquisition is afraid to change. They they are risk averse. And they will continue to apply money to. That's why the resume still exists mm-hmm. because because of old non adopting HR people.
2: Yeah, it would it would it would be better for Indeed to launch like a Kinko's clone and <laughs> uh, sell resume printing services on <laughs> some, resume uh, facts. Know, high systems. grade high yeah. grade uh, burgundy paper or uh, whatever khaki paper. All right, enough with recruit holdings. Let's work our way to Work Auto. Uh, Non-view based work auto. They automate work. Work auto. Get uh, it, Chad? Okay. Yeah. I get uh, it. it took about four YouTube videos for me to find out exactly how to pronounce work <laughs> auto and uh, to make sense. But anyway, they closed a two hundred million Series E this week that values the company at five point seven billion dollars. I'm going to save you the unicorn soundbite this week. Thank God. The enterprise platform allows its more than eleven thousand customers to automate business and workflow processes. The new funding comes just nine months after Work Auto raised a $110 million Series D. The company has raised more than $420 million in total funding to date. In addition to helping automate multiple segments of a business, Work Auto promises its HR automation tools can improve everything from time to hire, user experience, onboarding, and offboarding. Chad, what you got on Work Auto?
1: I think... HR and and town acquisition have seen the the bright, shiny AI for so long. They don't know what RPA is. And and, Mm -hmm. and RPA is the bomb. I mean, there are so many tasks within an organization that do not need human eyes or hands on it, including recruiting, onboarding, nurturing, and the list goes on. This is the type of broad-based business system that we need to, to start to do one of two things, either See how we can get bigger business to buy it for us because this is way too big for fucking HR mm-hmm. uh, or look for platforms in our space who are emulating this. Uh, the CEO and co-founder told TechCrunch, right now we're focused on making WorkAuto the company you think of when you think of integration and automation. Mm-hmm. Those two words, integration and automation. That is the future of just about every aspect of business that we're looking at today. So I felt like this was an important company to talk about because of the business aspect and how we could prospectively ride that wave. Did we talk to, uh, was it Max that we we talked pretty in depth about RPA? Yeah. Yeah. TalkPush is really focused heavily on RPA.
2: Yeah, so if you wanted to hear a little bit more about that, check out our ar- archives at chadcheese.com to learn more about uh, RPA. So I had to dig a little bit to find out how Work auto supported hiring. Uh, to me, it sounded a lot like, um, if you remember the company, If if This Then That, yeah. IFTT.com, where you just mm-hmm. set up basically RSS feeds to connect with each other, um, which is kind of what they do, but I didn't know exactly how it worked with HR. So one, one issue in particular, uh, an article they wrote entitled HR Automation, What it is and how you can implement it uh, really helped me understand the value proposition. To me, it just, it's simply uh, Work Auto sounds like IFTT in a more structured way that's more digestible for companies. And it obviously works. They have a ton of clients and they're getting a ton of money and investment. The question for me is uh, Will Work Auto replace all the specialized solutions out there to be an all encompassing automation platform? Uh, For some companies, IT is going to say, Oh, work auto can do that. So we don't need fill in the blank startup or solution in our space. Um, that's probably a weak HR department in many cases. I think more will fight for the employment specific apps that are built just for hiring as opposed to slapping on some work auto, what they call recipes um, <laughs> on their site, which is really cute. Uh, you can create little recipes for that's how what
1: IFTT uh, That's how what they call
2: each other. Yeah. So, So if you're into recipes and and cutesy stuff, WorkAuto is probably for you. I think if you're a more serious, serious company, uh, you're probably going to want specific solutions that fit your specific needs.
1: Once again, we've got to take a look at the trends, uh, the business trends that are happening within our organization. Uh, And again, try to mimic what's happening. There's a reason why it's happening. All right. Next up, we have Rippling.
2: Rippling. Not, not Ripple, the stuff we used to drink in the early 90s. Sham Pipple. Power, power to the employee. Uh, last month, Rippling announced it had raised $250 million in funding at a, fi- a $6.5 billion valuation to continue scaling up its employee management platform, which enables companies to streamline a variety of tasks ranging from worker training to device cyber security. With Salesforce-like ambitions, Rippling hopes to become a one-stop shop for both SMBs and the enterprise to manage their employees' applications and devices all in one place. The number of customers using the startup's application has more than doubled over the last year. That's according to TechCrunch, while annual recurring revenue increased by 270% off an undisclosed base. Undisclosed based. Anyway, Rippling has an employee-first
1: approach. Chad, what's that all about? Employee first approach. If you read into this TechCrunch article, there is so much signaling that's happening here. I, I like seeing Conrad uh, sending a shot over the Salesforce bow, which was incredibly calculated in, in a couple of ways. First, compare your company to a mega successful brand. Uh, I mean, that, that's not a bad thing, right? We're just like Salesforce. Then call them out to hope that they start paying attention to you for the prospect of who knows acquisition, because they're, probably aren't many companies out there that would want or uh, like to acquire a Rippling. It's pretty much like a little boy who hits the little girl on on the playground. He only wanted attention. It's not a bad strategy, but I think it was uh, pretty transparent, but one that uh, investors like. The Salesforce comparison, tying customer IDs together with tying candidate or employee IDs together in a single system sounds like a great idea. And Until you start digging into all of the layers of tech and also antiquated systems that currently hold employee records. I think this guy obviously has done this before. This is not his first rodeo when it comes Mm -hmm. to tech. So he knows all the steps and you can see it right here. Uh, This is not something that is easy. He's making it sound easy. Mm -hmm. He's talking about no code which I think is awesome. The problem with no code situations are implementation and continuing to keep those implementation uh, through maintenance tight uh, to make sure that they're not breaking all the time. So yeah, at the end of the day, will this change anything in our industry? I don't think so. I don't think it's going to change much.
2: By the way, uh, no code uh, for my money is Pearl Jam's most underrated album. (laughs) Just want to throw that in there. Uh, Yeah, this is a really hard... Thing to do. Um, no yes. one's really done it. Um, LinkedIn Not could well. probably do it or get as close, but they want to be a walled garden and, and don't want to do that. I remember talking to Isims three years ago, and they were mm-hmm. going to have like an Isims ICIM, passport where your resume would seamlessly, you know, apply to everything and every ATS and every job board and blockchain. Uh, don't, we haven't really heard much uh, from that initiative mm-hmm. in, in a while. Um, so yes, a very hard thing to do. Uh, I want to talk about Parker Conrad for a second. Um, cause the dude, the dude is a piece of work. Uh, so <laughs> number one, he has, he has customer support on his LinkedIn profile as opposed to co-founder or CEO, uh-huh. which to me is just really douchey. It's like, it's like a recruiter saying I'm a, I'm a sourcing ninja or I'm a bullion, you know, ninja.
1: It's not that bad.
2: Come on. It's pretty close. So he's got customer support on his LinkedIn profile. So dude, Dude co-founded Zenefits in 2012. Yeah. Talk about a train wreck. Uh, for those yeah. who don't know, Zenefits Zenefits sold software. They still do uh, to automate health insurance, payroll, and other HR functions for small businesses. They raised about 580 million dollars in about two years, valuing the company at 4.5 billion, which back then in 2015 was like unheard of. I know we talk about the we talk about those kinds of valuations every week, but back then it was uh, pretty non-existent. So then. Shit hit the fan. Uh, Zenefits yep. hired too many people, grew too fast, and the company culture spiraled out of control. Uh, how out of control, you ask? There were rumors of sex uh, and used condoms in the company's uh, Valley Headquarters stairwell uh, in February of 2016.
1: Sounds uh, like Monster.com back yeah, in the day. Conrad,
2: Conrad resigned uh, amid concerns that uh, the Zenefits roller coaster. Like growth was juiced uh, by giving the uh, finger to regulatory laws governing who is and who isn't allowed to sell insurance. And here we are less than five years later, and this cat is back raising the same kind of money. I say good luck to the investors. Uh, Does he have the same pool that Jason Goldberg can tap into? (laughs) I know America loves a good comeback story, but come on, man. Like... Parker Conrad, maybe the worm has turned on you, my man. But uh, for my money, leopard doesn't change its spots. And I think we'll be talking about rippling in a few years as another train wreck. Call me cynical. Let's take a quick break, pay some bills and talk about quitting.
1: Human resources is supposed to be about humans. I mean, it's right there in the name. But when your hiring team is more like an assembly line glued to their computers, manually posting heaps of jobs everywhere they can think of, that human part feels nowhere to be found. This is a new era. Pando IQ takes the mind-numbing copy-pasting and nerve-wracking guesswork out of the job posting process. When you plan a hiring campaign with Pando IQ, you tell us who you need. Then, before you ever spend a cent, we predict what it will cost to find them. PandoIQ chooses the ideal recruiting sites from thousands of options, targeting the ones your next great hire frequently visits, then fires off your ads at precisely calculated times, surfacing the most relevant applicants for you to pick from. Now you're free to get to know the best talent, build great teams, and take care of your humans. PandoIQ will do the rest, so you can get back to doing what the computers can't. For more information on PandoIQ, go to pandologic.com. That's Pandologic.com. It's quitting time. America
2: is a nation of quitters, Chad. Quitting time. Take this job and shove it. So <laughs> a lot going on this week uh, with quitters and working and great resignation. Yep. Uh, Forbes had a great article that sort of encapsulate this, encapsulates this that they called We've Become a Nation of Quitters. 4.4 million Americans left their jobs in September. Uh, According to the most recent data from the U.S., job openings and labor turnover reported 4.4 million Americans left their jobs in September. For only one month, this is an enormous amount of people either quitting their job or switching to a new opportunity. And don't forget, the U.S. has 10.4 million job openings at this moment as well. Chad, Mm -hmm. of all the quitting news this week, what stood out to you?
1: There's a bunch and I keep getting asked the same question over and over. What is it? What's that one thing that's making people quit? And it's not one thing. I really think that this is the great awakening. It's not the great resignation. It's not the great reshuffling. We're starting to wake the fuck up as people And, and people are starting to understand that they wield more power in the workforce. Essential workers finally understood they were essential And their wages didn't reflect it. So, Mm -hmm. you know, why are people quitting? Employers wanting employees to come back to the office. That's a good reason. Lack of childcare. Why can't we pass a fucking infrastructure bill for this? I mean, this is big. Wages on average. And this is what everybody's seeing. On average, CEOs are making 320 times that of an essential worker. Think of this. Kroger's CEO has a salary of $21 million. That represents the wages of 700 essential workers at Kroger. So if the CEO were gone for a month, he probably does it often, by the way, how much do you think that would actually impact Kroger versus taking those 700 essential workers out of the mix, right? Yep. We're starting to understand, we're looking in the mirror saying, why are we getting fucked? Amazon fined by the state of California for concealing COVID cases. What fucking assholes? Activision and Blizzard, back in the news, faced another walkout around uh, sexual discrimination. What fucking assholes? Who wants to work for these companies? Then you have the trucking industry who says they're short on truckers but we have enough truckers about 2 million Americans work as licensed truck drivers we have CDLs and states issue more than 450,000 new commercial driver's license every year we don't have a lack of qualified drivers we have a lack of drivers who want to fucking do the job jobs are shitty we're working for assholes and CEOs just don't give a shit. So that's what I think have brought us to the brink today.
2: Yeah. You know, uh, people in Americans in particular, like simple answers. Uh, they like, you know, uh, tweets about explaining something to me. And in yeah. this case, it's just not that easy. No, uh, the inflation issue isn't cut and dry. Uh, and neither is the work, the work uh, epidemic of quitting and resignation. You've outlined a lot of those uh, very elegantly, I think. You know, you and I get questions a lot about workforce, whatever, when we're at cocktail parties or at a bar. <laughs> you know, people know what we do, and they're like, "What's all, what's with everybody quitting? How do we have so many jobs and nobody taking the jobs?" And it's like a really hard answer. Uh, it's a really hard question to answer. Um, but for me, like, you know, quitting, quitting is largely two two sided. One is your frontline workers. Uh, and that's where the most of the quitting is happening. Most of the quitting is happening in your in-person earning relatively low paid jobs, essential workers, essential workers. And to me, that's, that's a fairly easy one because of the gig economy, which the article in Forbes really outlines that government data doesn't really take into account contract workers and which is basically gig workers. And if, if I'm a frontline worker I'm really open to like driving an Uber, driving a DoorDash, doing shipped, like all the things that I could sort of hustle, have my time when I needed it, work when I wanted to. And if I can survive on that as opposed to dealing with, you know, shitty customers and crabby bosses and I got to go work every day at the same time and I got to work double shifts and yada, yada. Like to me, that's an easy sort of bridge to build as to why those those positions are so, are so hard to fill. I think the white collar stuff is becoming more difficult to explain. You mentioned shitty CEOs. Uh, you know, I think The Guardian has a great story uh, that was out this week and we've talked about it on the show where, people have multiple jobs, whether that's multiple full-time jobs and the whole work from home phenomenon has enabled people to say, hey, I've got this job, but hey, I'm also going to hustle on the side. I'm going to do a little Upwork. I'm going to do a little Fiverr. I'm going to do a little whatever. And some people are taking that to extreme with having actual multiple full-time employment. I don't know how long that's going to last and how long employees or employers are going to put up with that. I guess as long as the the results are there to keep your job, uh, companies are going to have to get more comfortable with People having multiple full-time jobs,
1: and should we care about anything more than that? Though I don't think we should, unless
2: it's a competitor. Like you know, if uh, if someone's working for Indeed and ZipRecruiter, that's yes. probably going to raise some red flags. Yep. But if I'm a developer and I'm doing my job and I'm fulfilling my expectations, cranking it's like, no, out I code, think, uh-huh. yeah, I think employers are probably going to have to get used to that. You know, the the Amazon issue, I think, is what's what's funny about. You mentioned how they've agreed to pay. uh, $500,000 to better enforce state consumer protection laws. First of all, 500,000 to Amazon is like, you know, when Bezos takes a shit, he's earned 500,000 in interest uh, on whatever. So, so that was funny. But I remember back in 2020 uh, when the pandemic was at sort of its height or moving or moving towards that. Amazon said it would give up its entire profits uh, from Q2 of 2020 uh, on worker safety measures, And make a sweeping attempt to demonstrate that it is protecting frontline employees tasked with getting millions of packages to consumers during the pandemic. Uh, The company said it would take nearly $4 billion in profit Mm -hmm. and pour it all into employee safety for COVID measures. Um, Apparently, either that didn't happen or it didn't really happen as they wanted it to. Uh, And it'll be interesting to see if there's some further digging in regards to how... Amazon spent the money, or if they even spent it at all, or spent it at a level of four billion dollars. So to me, that'll be maybe an unfolding story as we move on. Truckers, that was really interesting to me that that we have enough truckers. It's it's a question of we we treat them like shit and the job sucks. So according to the story that uh, we shared uh, in our in our feed, was a third of drivers quit within the first three months on the job. And this reminds me of nursing, which I think the last t- stat I saw was like o- one, only one in four nursing degrees are actually practicing mm-hmm. nursing. Yeah. Um, and those are well paying jobs as 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 well are in contrast. I mean, you're talking about trucking like you're on the road forever. You sleep in a truck. Uh, you probably have you got to deal with road rage. You got to deal with long hours. You got to like take showers in a gas station, you know, uh, bathroom like that's a shitty job. Um, and you'd have to go back to the days of Jimmy Hoffa, um, who's a Hoosier, by the way. Anyway, uh, to find out to find when trucking was a great career choice. Yeah, uh, that was a long time ago. We talked about Walmart last week, automating and becoming driverless. So th- the trucking, the trucking side of it was really interesting to me because you have companies that are realizing, holy shit, we have these supply chain issues. We have stuff in the dock that needs to be shipped. We need to pay better. To get people to drive the shit to where it needs to go, and you're seeing, we're seeing uh, sign up bonuses. You're seeing pretty big increases to the tune of like 25 percent pay increases for drivers. So in the in the same in the same realm that that's happening, you're also having this driverless uh, you know revolution. And to me, it's like companies. The more they have to pay truckers to drive, the more they have to give incentives and, and treat them better. The quicker they're going to say, "How quick can we? You know, how fast can we get this driverless truck thing going?" Because yeah. companies want to get rid of the driver part of the equation as soon as possible. And to me, the sad part is in treating truckers better to get more truckers. There's more incentive to like fire those truckers and have have automated driverless trucks all around the country, which I think is where if my money was going on uh, one side of that bet, it would be the driverless trucks as soon as possible.
1: But I mean, what kind of existence is that? I mean, you know, maybe if you get a chance to actually be home every night, that's pretty awesome to be with the True. family. But really, what kind of existence is that for a human being to sit in a truck, eat fucking Cheetos? I mean, it's not it's not glamorous, right? It's not it's not glamorous. It's and it, not every job has to be glamorous. Don't get me don't get me wrong. But that's why we're seeing so many people getting out. It's not just the wages, it's the job itself. So sure. if we can have automation take over for some of these very shitty jobs and we already have a workforce that we need to push in other areas, fucking do it.
2: Yeah. And the reason they're leaving trucking is they can get paid the same at a warehouse job or a similar, and be home at night. Yeah, and be home at night and have vacation and retirement and da da da. I mean, yeah, trucking is a really shitty job.
1: Beating the proverbial dead horse. There's not one reason, but all of these reasons have pretty much had compound interest Mm -hmm. on the worker. In this case, definitely the American worker for about 40 fucking years.
2: Jimmy Hoffa, where are you when we need you?
1: Where are you buried guy?
2: Well, you know what probably won't be happening in the metaverse, Chad, is truck driving. But metaverse (laughs) will make its way into other things and we'll talk about that right after the break
0: are you struggling to attract the talent you need today do you lack visibility into where your recruitment ad dollars are really going and wasted spending. And hello to optimized automated campaigns that produce qualified applicants. At Acquire ROI, we make job advertising easy. Visit us at acquireroi.com and start transforming your talent acquisition today.
1: The metaverse is everywhere. What the fuck is going on? It just like exploded. It has. And
2: it's all this perfect storm of like crypto, Roblox, uh, Facebook, and now dating, Chad. So, so no, no no, porn this week or strippers, but we have dating in the metaverse. Okay. You're welcome, everybody. Uh, <laughs> popular dating app Bumble said this week, it is exploring how to integrate the metaverse and Web 3 world. We're old enough to remember both 1.0 and 2.0, Chad. How many is we we'll see in our life? I guess we'll have to find out. Anyway, they're looking to integrate metaverse into finding connections with its BFF option. That's best friends for life, Chad, in case uh, <laughs> your daughters have been out of the house for too long. The company best friends recently, forever. Whichever. What, what did I say? Best friends for forever, life. right? Oh, for life. <laughs> Whatever. The company recently posted a job offer for someone to lead its crypto and Web 3.0 efforts. While many details about Bumble's strategy remain unclear, the Austin-based company appears to be taking the metaverse seriously. Additionally, competitor Tinder also recently discussed a pilot project in South Korea called, and you'll love this, Singletown that has metaverse elements. Chad, are you ready to be my BFF in the metaverse?
1: No, I am not. It reminds me of uh, Ready Player One, where everybody's pretty much in the metaverse, and uh, they have the, the special suits. And I mean, it's just like, how far are we going to go? to date? I mean, are we gonna date in the metaverse? Are we just gonna meet people there? I mean, I, I don't I don't understand where reality actually ends or is redefined at this point. I mean meeting new people is hard enough in
2: person. Does meeting people as an avatar that's sort of blue with an afro make it easier to meet people? I don't know.
1: This is Second Life I th- I conversations. Think, yeah, I think
2: I think it's it's like Second Life uh, three 0 instead of one 0. with 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 good bandwidth. And so much so much today makes me feel so old. Uh, whether it's <laughs> NFTs or crypto or blockchain or now the metaverse, I'm I'm longing for the good old days of like. You know, buying a girl a drink and telling her about myself and finding out more about her. That sounds like such an antiquated notion today. But for my children and their children, Metaverse dating might be the thing, man. I think. I think you know. You've seen the Bill Burr, the Bill Burr stand-up where he talks about uh, Americans fucking themselves into uh, extinction, yes, by screwing you know robots and everything else. I mean, Yeah, dummies. He he may be onto something. We may be metaversing and fembotting and sex robotting ourselves into extinction, and that's just our future. Hopefully probably you and I won't be around for this future. We'll just have to remember the good old days of dating (laughs) face-to-face.
1: Yeah, I'm going to lean back on the uh, intro of the movie Idiocracy. Just watch that, and it feels like it's playing over and over, especially here in America.
2: Speaking of Idiocracy, did you know that Tiger King Season 2 is out?
3: (laughs) Killed her husband, whacked him. Can't convince me that it didn't happen. Venom to tigers they snacking. What's happening? Carol Baskin. We out. We out. Thank you for listening to, what's it called? A podcast. The chat. The cheese. Brilliant. Brilliant. They talk about recruiting. They talk about technology. But most of all, they talk about nothing. Just a lot of shout outs of people you don't even know. And yet, you're listening. It's incredible. Chatcheese.com. just don't expect to find any recipes for grilled cheese it's so weird we out have you ever found yourself scrolling through financial news and wondering how does any of this affect me how can i read a major headline and truly understand what impact that has on not only my portfolio
1: to engage in conversation with much more educated opinions
3: and predictions. So be sure to check out our show, Inside the Street, wherever you find your podcast.